thank God. I thought you were dead. No, seems like I can never die. I'm gonna go home and see my mother. I need a cuddle. Nothing makes sense anymore. Yeah, I know. It's definitely not a good time to be an artsy. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. Jake's here. Jake's here. <laughs> G-Off is here. Oh, G-Off? G-Off? No, it's Jeff. Oh, weird. They wrote it like, yeah, that's how it's spelled. Oh, I know someone who spells it like that, but they call themselves G-Off. Who's this? This was my interaction at the dentist the other day. Oh, gosh. G-Off. G-Off. No. My name is Jeff. <laughs> my name is Jeff. So annoying, dude. That's 21 Jump Street. It right? is 21 yeah. Jump Street, which is a phenomenal film. Highly underrated. I've been watching all of the Marvel films. Shows. Shows. Oh. I'm going back and watching the shows. Hawkeye. That, that you've already seen? No, I haven't seen oh, them. Okay. I was like, fuck that. I'm not watching them. But if we're, look, if we're transitioning into X-Men and we're going to get more Daredevil, I need to know what's going on. Okay. Plus that Deadpool Wolverine trailer was amazing. So, Deadpool. Did you watch the first two? Yeah. He breaks the fourth wall. He's very much as acknowledges that he's a character in the MCU, not in the MCU, but yeah, trying to be in the I MCU. Mean, but that's that's the character. That, that is that's the comic book character. Too. So, in the new trailer, he very much acknowledges that he calls himself uh, uh, Marvel's Jesus. He is going to save the MCU. Really? <laughs> yes. That's amazing. <laughs> Which I think he might do. It. I went back he, and watched. He butchered two. Two is amazing. Dead, I might, Deadpool two is trash. Oh my! One is garbage, dude. Number two is so good. Number two sucks. With Cable, dude, no, get two, the fuck out of here. Number two was so disappointing, dude. I'm glad you're sick for saying shit like that. <laughs> two is so good. I hate it. But I think that they're gonna, you know. Oh, uh, you didn't watch Loki, but Loki has the time. Um, the time police they 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 police anyone who messes with time and time travel that's why loki's there um because he has he has time traveled and they they go and regulate that in the new deadpool trailer the time police from loki come and visit deadpool because he fucks with time in the second film oh yeah dude it's all coming together i i guess i watched uh winter soldier what what happens when it all comes together they gotta fight doom dr doom from fantastic four okay and then what that's gonna be the shit and then they're just done no we keep going dude these are comic book films did you see they announced fantastic four yeah i did i saw that pedro pascal is gonna be in it mr fantastic dude is he? Oh, he's going to be actual Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, he's Fantastic Four. He's old, dude. You're old! God, stop hating! Anyways, I'm getting I, there. I watched Winter Soldier and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was okay. It was less action-y, more political. But that's what's turning people off, is the jam and the messaging down people's throat. That's what's turning people off? Not yes. the oversaturation? No. no but, just too much shit If to it watch. was good shit... Are you going to be bummed about it if it was too much but awesome? No. 
You're not. I'm trying to think of a of a world I care of, like a universe I care about, and I'm like thinking Star Wars. Well, you didn't even finish the the storyline of the greatness of Infinity War. No, Infinity War is incredible. I'm sure it is. You know how many you know how many movies between the one I stopped watching at and and that that I'd have to watch to get to that point. Way a too lot. many, but Way it's worth many. it. It's not. It is. It is worth it. Uh, so then I started Hawkeye, and I love Jeremy is, Renner. Is Renner going to come back? I don't know. I haven't finished it, but he's great in it. Well, because he, he got hit by snowplow. Yes, in well, real life, he was in something recently. I think he said he would come back if the MCU would have him back. I would imagine they're going to. I haven't finished the show, okay. but what I like, I like when the superheroes are grounded. That's mm. why I love what they're doing with Daredevil and and the Netflix show with um, Punisher and stuff. Sure, but Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye in Hawkeye. He wears a hearing aid in one ear because oh. and and they're like why uh, uh, the what's her name the the female character is like why why do you wear a hearing aid now and then it cuts to all these scenes from the MCU of him getting his shit just beat to hell like explosions and him flying across the room and he's like things things have happened and it's like he's human like that that is him showing they're showing that he is human and that all of this stuff that he's dealt with have affected his body and he's he's wearing that all plays into the character echo Mm -hmm. which is the counter to daredevil who's blind echo is deaf oh yeah and there's a scene in echo i started echo and they showed daredevil in it and i fucking love daredevil and daredevil echo's actually like rated r right i think so yeah they're starting to, and so is uh, Deadpool, hmm. and so is that Daredevil show. It's dark, and what's his name is Kingpin, legendary dude. He is so good. He is so good. So I'm diving back into him a little bit. It's good. They're so good. I'm feeling good about my films again. Well, that's good. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm. Gl- I'm happy for you. Because Marvels was tra- trash. I guess the Marvels with all the. Captain Marvels. There's oh, three of them. Yeah. I guess it's not good. I've heard it was. Terrible. It's on Disney Plus now, but you're going to s- watch it. Duh. Because at the end of the film, I'm going to watch the whole film for a teaser that shows them in the bunker of the X-Men bunker. Okay. Underneath the mansion. Mm-hmm. I'll watch an entire piece of shit for that. At least it's a movie, not a show. <laughs> yeah, right. Once it's over, it's over. But then, you know, uh, what's his name? Samuel Jackson? Um, Fury? Yeah. He's in it, but he has a whole show now that I gotta watch. So many shows to watch. Dude, I don't know how they... I mean, I, Disney's got more money than God, so yeah. I mean, I get how they fund it. It's yeah. just... I think how they're... Do you monetize, I just don't understand how you monetize it. The streaming. They have so many paying for the big streaming. budget actors they've got to come Oh, yeah, to. yeah, yeah. Well, and that's why they're trying to shift it to new actors. Like, Robert Downey's gone. Scarlett Johansson's gone. Um, uh, Chris Evans is gone. Chris Evans is gone, correct. Uh, But they still have uh, Chris Hemsworth. They still have maybe Jeremy Renner. Um, But for the most part, yeah, all those. Well, Renner is not doing much else. Yeah. He did that. Honestly, neither is Hemsworth. Hemsworth just is in that new. Mad Max movie. The oh. Furiosa. Oh, is uh, he? Origin movie. That looks good. He's the villain with oh, the prosthetic is. nose. Oh, he is. It movie. looks awesome. Yeah. 
Dude, I yeah. love the first one. Like the story sucks, but the just the visuals of it is so good. And I really like that when they started doing these chrome versions. Wait, Fury Road. Fury Road, yeah. Yeah. It's a terrible story. Oh, awful. We got to go all the way out here. Oh shit, never mind. It's way back where we started. Yeah. All right, turn around. Yeah. <laughs> That's the storyline. There wasn't supposed to be a story. Yeah, it but was just look at these look, look at this crazy whack like it was just like crazy shit yeah the whole time yeah uh they had like a chrome version too where it's all black and white that's pretty cool to watch oh. they did that same thing with sin city no i think it was justice league they did that with as well oh yeah it's kind of cool to watch those films in black and white but sin city i like how it's like black and white but with the color mm-hmm. so cool so i hate cool. it i did not like sin city oh really no i like it dude What's his name? Uh, Elijah Wood. Oh, the, the creepy ass cannibal. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I like it. Bruce Willis, dude. Yeah, that's a good movie. Anyway, sorry for going on my movie rant. I know you have things you want to talk about, but can I get? I wrote a statement. Can I say it? You can say whatever you want. I know I can, and I'm gonna mean it. You want to see what I wrote? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. I text typed it, so I'm going to have to try to edit it on the fly. Ah, okay. But I want to address something. Okay. I know that on this show, we are biased towards Biden. But I also think that something that needs to be acknowledged is that I was thinking about the first few years of Biden's administration, where we felt comfortable enough to maybe talk about policy um but also you know there was we were clearing the end of this pandemic and other issues regarding the pandemic were still kind of being navigated we're switching to a new president what does this look like what is it how do how is he going to do something opposed to doing nothing um and so now it would be nice and you would think that you could or we would or we should be safe to address policies and critique um, his presidency. But I want to I want to reemphasize and this is me just reemphasizing things, but more in a concise way that these aren't traditional times and that MAGA bros say that all the time. Oh, uh, we're dealing with uh, the cabal. We're dealing with these extremists. These aren't normal times. We have to, you know, Biden is this the demon. We have to fight off this existential threat, which is how we talk about Trump. Um, you know, they say there's never been a threat like Biden before, but we also kind of say that about Donald Trump. Well, one's accurate. Sure. I know that, but I want to point out that Donald Trump is the only, and you know, they say that Donald Trump is the only one that can protect the nation from these threats. You know, there's, um, well, their threats are made up. Yes. But I, I think that sometimes it can, I, I, I think that when you hear that Trump, what did you call it? Trump, um, derangement, derangement syndrome, 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 you know, it can sound like that it can feel like that but i think that you know and we talked about this recently off mic but i i know that i've avoided criticizing joe biden on the show because because we cannot allow 
Donald Trump to be president. And it sucks to even say that word aloud because that's not how it is. It's he could be elected to be president. There's really nothing we can do about it. I mean, I guess. But. When Donald Trump is talking consistently about loyalty and dictatorship and actively encouraging Russia to attack our allies, we just can't. So. I am actively avoiding criticizing Joe Biden on policy to avoid apathy. And I said this a little bit today at lunch. There are things that I don't really agree or some might. And, and we talked about how uh, both sidism, right? But in a normal, any normal election cycle, any normal scenario, we could say, oh, you know, I really don't like this part of his policy or what he's saying the solution to this is. But, you know. This person actually does kind of his opponent kind of brings up a good point, but I disagree with 99% of everything else he says, but that would be a nice conversation to have. Um, in 2016, people didn't want to vote for either candidate, so people didn't vote. In 2020, the threat of Donald Trump was so real that there were record numbers of voters on both sides, and I pray that January 26th is enough to discourage Trump voters slash Republicans and encourage people enough to encourage people to vote for Biden. I would love for a presidential term where I can just focus on policy and critique the choices of our local, regional, and national government. But because of the threat that Donald Trump is, we have to focus on what on doing what we can to stop him, or at least talking and exposing at length the terror that he is. We've mentioned it before how nice it would be to have two viable legitimate candidates going at it and debating one another about policy and goals and the future for the United States and um and how nice it would be just not having Donald Trump participating it's lowered the bar of politics and has taken the focus off of growing together it's constantly divisive you might say that i participate in the divisiveness by not by by sh- i shit on Trump supporters, but I cannot comprehend individuals who look at Donald Trump as an, a real option. Um, and I guess my point of this is to say that I do acknowledge that there's a bias from me and I'm going to continue to promote Joe Biden as the only real legitimate option as the president between the two parties. And is, and I'm going to continue to highlight his accomplishments, um, and talk about his accomplishments to highlight how vastly different it contrasts with the scumbag that is Donald Trump. What prompted you to write that? I was just thinking. Did I was anybody think- reach out to you? No, but I was thinking about like I I know people in my life who are quote Republican or just don't support Biden, right? And to me, I you know, I know it's I know they're just like whatever window dressing you got to tell yourself, man, to vote for an authoritarian. <laughs> I've been posting more and more on our social media, right? Yeah. The things that are I'm trying to reveal and I'm doing everything I can to tape their tack their eyelids up so that they could fucking see. And I'm I know it. I know it's not going to do anything, but I wish, and I know nobody listening is going to think that I am, you know, just slobbing the knob of Biden because I just enjoy it. Uh, 
I know that they understand the reasoning, right? But I just, it bums me out. It bums me out. The whole thing bums me out. I wish that we were in a different place in a different time where we were actually talking about uh, people who were going, who both, I wish there were both, both two candidates who had the best interests of the country going forward. And I know that people look at me and they look at my social media friends and family that I have and they're just like oh this fucking guy he's so blind he's so dumb he doesn't see it he doesn't see how bad Biden is and it's like I what is bad about Biden like honestly like, I, I don't me, know I'm not, I'm not crit- arguing I'm not arguing crit- that crit- tell me a critique because <sighs> you said there's things that you said in your in your uh, in your expose there sure where, yeah 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 like expose, you had, you had, off. you had things that <laughs> well you, you had I, I just couldn't find another one. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, the uh, um, the policies that, that are unchanged that and would, unmoved instituted like, by Donald uh, Trump. Da, 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 yeah, da. policies instituted and unchanged that were initiated and put in by Donald Trump that he just has just left there. Oh, well, there's only so much he can do. Sure, and obviously he's fighting. Oh, I almost said something I'm not supposed to say. What? <laughs> A cancelable word. Oh. Obviously, he's fighting people who are making his job difficult. <laughs> and so, I, I, it's, it's, it's. Look, I could critique. I could. I could. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's. Oh, of, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you no, go no, ahead. No, 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 no. It's literally like there's no comparison. There's no comparison. Your comparison, your uh, to me, it literally is, and this is that that derangement syndrome. I don't know if it is or not, but I am looking at like a, a coherent adult, and even people would argue coherent. Even I, I'm looking at an adult who served the country, who spent a lifetime serving the country. Twenties, right? He was elected in his twenties. Yeah, yeah. Constantly a part of the system, constantly growing, initiating change. Through the processes that are in place, opposed to a literal piece of shit. A trust fund, Nepo baby. Yeah. And I saw something else the other day. Uh, You know, uh, somebody was saying that, you know, the only argument that Biden needs to make in regard to, like, the way he looks as looking old is, like, homeboy spending so much time over his own, um, what's the term, um tanning dyeing his hair uh wearing makeup constantly right if the argument is you could just say like biden instead of tanning and makeup and dyeing my hair i'm getting shit done you can look at the two of them and see which one's healthier biden looks healthier i don't think people say that or think that okay i don't know look at them both (laughs) together if you were to it's a binary choice yeah I don't know what I'm supposed to, I don't know, like, am I supposed to find, because I critique Trump, I'm supposed to just go and find some I'm not, oddball thing? No, 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 no. No, I'm not talking about what you're saying. Okay. It's just, the, it's the, you're it's talking the, to the yeah, challengers. If the expectation is, yeah. is I'm supposed to, you're for, blinded. Every, for every one thing I critique Trump about, yeah. I have to go find something to critique Biden about, otherwise I'm biased? Get the fuck out of here. Are that you not biased? Huh? Are you not biased? No, I'm not fucking biased. You're not? No. Okay. No. I'm not biased when it comes to this choice. Okay. There's no fucking way. No, I... I... I this this notion that I have to Why go... Why do you and, sound I like have, that? Because I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to point it out. 
I've been smoking five packs a day because I'm so stressed about this goddamn election. Tell me about your biases, Jake. I'm not biased. No, I'm not biased. I'm not biased because... Okay. Um, Tell me look, why I'm not biased. Because <laughs> that's essentially I, the same I thing. I don't know. I would hope. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I am, no, I'm not, I'm not biased... And I, I mean, I, I can't speak for you, but sure. I would assume if you, you know, we we agree on a lot yeah. when it comes to this particular topic. I want to disagree. You want to disagree? Not in this, not with these two oh, candidates. Okay. No, 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 yeah. no. I'm saying I look forward to a time where maybe we can, <clears throat> I don't know, disagree. Look, um, am I supposed to be like, you know, I, I wish he wouldn't give a blank check to Israel. Okay. Um, all right. Fine. Uh, when his predecessor, when he was in office, moved the U.S. embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, which was like the biggest slap in the face to Palestinians and all and like all Arabs. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a reason why Netanyahu's cabinet is critiquing Biden for not being mm-hmm. pro-Israel enough, because Trump would literally just give. Yeah. Whatever license Netanyahu and that whack job of a, of a war cabinet he has, which <clears throat> sees Palestinians as nothing more but they they call them dogs. Yeah, they they literally see the Palestinians as, as animals. Mm-hmm. That's who Biden is trying his best to try to temper as much as possible. So I can't. I'm not going to just blanket go out and find some like critique mm-hmm. that all of a sudden I'm going to I'm going to then bring to the level of the critiques that I have for Donald Trump. Yeah. Because they're not there. Yeah. I'm sorry, there is nothing there to talk about. I think about. that critique you just made is a fair one though. But we're not going to spend all day going over here's what Biden's doing, but here's what Trump did. We do it. We do it. But it's, I think in the reality ex- that's a stupid ex- it's sure. a stupid exercise. But I'm saying in the reality of things it's like Biden, Biden trying to navigate the conflict over there through the through the political means in which he can. I mean, if we want to if we want to critique the two, the two different like, all right, we'll c- compare and contrast certain areas where they overlap and where they overlap. OK, all right, fine. <clears throat> Donald Trump sent boy wonder. uh Jared? Jared Kushner over yeah. to be his Middle East peace plan yeah. negotiator. They went and met with Palestinian leaders and Israel leaders and then basically told Palestine, you have to accept every single thing that Israel wants. Otherwise, there's no deal. And so the Palestinians walked away from the negotiation table because it was just all pro-Israel. Yeah. Because Israel was literally giving Kushner kickbacks. Yeah. Like. <clears throat> Kushner has business ties to Israeli investment firms. Right. Like it it was as shady of a deal as possible. And of course is the Palestinians were going to scoff at that. Yeah. What what there's nothing in that for them. Yeah. That's not to say that Hamas is or the the the, pal- the leaders of in, in in Palestine or any sort have any sort of uh standing when it comes to trying to find some sort of peace deal but that's not i mean it's a non-starter when you sit down there with them and you're like okay gaza is going to continue to basically be an open-air prison (laughs) and we're going to uh expand settlements in uh in the west bank like no like that's not going to happen yeah whereas joe biden um has done what he can to negotiate humanitarian 
aid to yeah. enter into into Gaza. They're trying as hard as they can to make sure that Israel's ground war doesn't go into cities that are refugee sent that are basically displacement centers. Yeah. Um, it so far has stopped that has stopped some of Netanyahu's worst impulses. Arsten, he's now sanctioning uh, Israel uh, Israelis who are in the West, who are settlers in the West Bank, who are who have been driving, uh, who have been instigating, uh, mm. uh, who have been instigating uh, violence with the with the uh, Palestinians in the West Bank. Yeah, um, he's like he's put sanctions on those ind- individuals and cut if they've had U.S. passports, cut their U.S. passport. Oh, Jesus. Which is a big move. Yeah. That may not seem like much. That's hell. That's far more than Donald Trump had ever did. Yeah. Do I think that Biden is doing enough? I don't know. I don't. Right. I, I don't know enough. About, I, I not that's why it's this. not your job. <laughs> so, like, I'm not. Are you mad at me for making that? No, I just. No, I of course. Like you're mad at no, me. I'm not mad at you. I just am. <laughs> I'm, I'm so tired of um, seeing this. There is just such mainstream media wants this to be a horse race so bad between the two candidates that they're willing to just like both sides. They're going to both sides us to death on this thing. Yeah. There is no, I'm sorry. There's just not two legitimate sides to this. Yeah. And I, and me being unapologetically pro Biden is just being clear eyed about the threat that we face. Yeah. And I don't see that as bias. I just say that as survivalist. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I've been texting you this over and over, but like, I feel like the sky is falling and my reaction is the sky is falling. But then I question my own sanity and validity in having that reaction. But then I look at everything he's saying and doing and I'm like, how the fuck aren't more people feeling this way? I, 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 I about had a heart attack. When I saw him say that, that he NATO would, shit. when he that he would not only not and not uphold Article Five, but he would actively encourage Russia to attack NATO countries which didn't pay their protection costs, which is not how NATO works. Yeah, he doesn't know how NATO works. He doesn't give a shit how NATO works. Right. In order, does he? He doesn't care to know how it works yeah he doesn't under he doesn't care to know the history of collective security how difficult it is and how important it is yeah he essentially is is inviting world war three oh yeah absolutely if you think that it's ex- it's expensive to put money into ukraine to help keep russia at bay there yeah Think about the cost it's going to be when there's it's American boots on the ground defending Poland, yeah, or defending Estonia or defending Latvia, whatever Eastern Bloc country uh, on the eastern flank mm-hmm. of NATO. You think like everybody is paying their fair sh- paying their fair share, right? Which him saying him signaling shit like, oh, if you're not you're not paying your uh, you're not paying your dues. Dude, what the fuck? This isn't a protection. What are you, some mobster? Like, yeah, your my your protection racket. Oh, that is you're very going, mobby. You're just going over. You're just going to these different countries and shaking them down yeah. for their protection money. Like, what the? F- that is what that is. It's ridiculous. Holy, the guy. The guy shit. is such a wannabe strongman. He's but he's truly just a weak 
piece of shit. He's just a weakling. The man is a weak piece of shit. He is a I coward. I fucking hate that man. Yeah. I I get so... It, it, he's... He makes up this story about he's like one of the big countries, one of the leaders of the big country come to me, you know, tears in his eyes. And he said, sir, sir, would you really tell Russia to, to come and invade us? And he said, are you up? He's like, are he you? Said and, then, this? and then this is what he says. And he said, he goes, I told the leader, I told him, like, are, are you up? Uh, are you up on your bills? And the guy, and uh, he said the leader said to me no, and I said, and I had I had tell them to do what the hell, whatever the hell they wanted with you. That fucking shit didn't happen. Yeah, no leader of a big country in Europe, Germany or France, yeah. UK, whatever, did not go to him and go grovel. It's sir, sir, get the fuck out of here. Nobody said that to you, you lying piece of shit. Like. Wow. But what that does is signal to Putin collective security. The only reason why Russia has not attacked a NATO country is because they believe Mm. they believe that Article 5, which is the collective security Mm -hmm. pledge, Mm -hmm. an attack on one is an attack on all stands. Yeah. And as long as Russia still believes that NATO will hold and we will not get dragged into a and we will not put boots on the ground yeah. in Europe. Yeah. If the second they don't believe that. Yeah, and they do it. And they do it. We're boots on the ground. Yeah. Because we have an obligation to defend those countries. That yeah. is law like that is a treaty. Yeah. That US Congress signed. US right. Congress signs our treaties so we cannot enter into a treaty without it being ratified by congress so it is law that we go and defend those countries if article 5 is invoked yeah it would be treasonous for him not to for who not to donald trump not to go oh not to put boots on the ground to not defend those countries yes right Treason has a very narrow definition of the Constitution. Yeah. I meant to write it down and I forgot to. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> but essentially, and I looked at this hard because a lot of people throw around treason way too liberally sure. in the American context. Yeah. As far as treason is legally defined and conceptualized in the United States, mm-hmm. it is very narrow. Okay. You would act actively have to try to commit treason. Okay. Like, be like i'm committing treason and Mm -hmm. then going out and doing that Mm -hmm. like it's a very narrow set of activity activity yeah if him encouraging russia saying i encourage russia to do this because estonia hasn't paid their nato protection yeah would amount to treason because it's aiding by definition it's aiding and abetting our enemies Mm. to attack our allies. Our allies, which we are, by law, required to defend. Yeah. So, essentially, he is he is saying, I will commit treason mm-hmm. against the United States Constitution and our laws. Yeah. Because of, I don't know, his ego, his capitulation to Putin, his need to <laughs> grovel to strong man for him to feel strong. Like, so I don't weird. know what I don't know what his motivation is, but it is so gross. It's so gross. 
I can't. I try. I try regularly to get into the mindset of of why and how and who he is, and I can't get there. I He's can't, a malignant narcissist. I can't get there. Anyways, sorry for my diatribe. <laughs> sorry for my uh, speech. Sorry for my thoughts. Um, you should apologize for your thoughts. I know. I see what you're trying to do. I, I was just I driving, can. and I was just thinking about the the perspective of say what you mean and the perspective of like them just two two dudes jerking off Biden and like I understand I don't even think we've even talked how I don't I don't we haven't talked about anything good that Biden has done we have talked about the good things that Biden has done what have we talked about I don't remember but we have we haven't we have I I've actually had the thought that we need to talk more about how good Biden has done which makes me think that we have not talked about it (laughs) Okay, we can do that. We definitely can. Maybe, maybe the I feel that way. The infrastructure bill. Yeah, we did not talk about the infrastructure bill. Yeah. Oh, we have the it. chips and science. I think Act. you the and re- I have talked about it. The Inflation Reduction Act, capping insulin costs. Don't get 30, into it now. Don't get into it now. Dollars. Let's do it. Let's let's do it. Let me prepare. We'll go into it. We'll we talked. Do it. We've talked about how good the economy is. Yeah, but we haven't talked about true, it, true the ways that Biden has created. Those yeah. economic, that Let's economic go into an all Biden blow fest I think, next week. I think Biden is truly one of, as a historian yeah. and somebody who has studied a lot of different administrations, sure. he is one of the most successful first-term presidents of all time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's done that with a hostile left flank. Yeah. And he's done that and of his own party. Yeah. And he's done that with a obstructionist republican party who has done everything possible to not get anything passed right because they don't want to give him a win yeah not because they fundamentally disagree with him on issues because they don't want to give him a political win it's disgusting that's just gross yeah it's infuriating there's nothing about how the republican party is acting currently Mm -hmm. that was even within the realm of behavior that envisioned by our founders yeah our founders hated, hated. There was founders that hated each other. Yeah, they got into fights. Yeah, literal fights <laughs> over disagreements on policy, what should be in the Constitution. They hated each other, and yet they still found a way to form our government yeah. and continue to make our government work. Right, and yet we're somehow worse. We're we're just fine with the obstruction that's in Congress. Yeah. It's it's stupid. I, I can't shit. comprehend the. This is going to sound like a. this is going to transition into something we wanted to talk about. And this is going to sound like a Hitler apologist. <laughs> oh, God. But all you ever hear about Adolf Hitler is the orator that he was. It's the what? Orator? Or, 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 orator. 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 That he was. Crushed it. Constantly. There are always... People noting that when he spoke, it was captivating. There was something about the way that he spoke and delivered these messages that hooked you. Line, line and sinker. You're done. You're in. You're bought in. You're doing it. You get it. And it motivated an entire, uh, entire country. I'm not saying that it's okay. I'm not saying that. I get that. <laughs> but there is that historical piece that we can look at and go people acknowledge that there was something about the way that he spoke that just got people 
And I'm like, wow, okay, you look at these leaders, you look at all leaders, that is a trait that they constantly have. Leaders that just would captivate audiences and get large movements of people to do things. I don't understand how the fuck anyone supports Donald Trump. That dude is a buffoon. He can't even read. And he just just says shit that like you want to talk about the the cognitive abilities of Biden. What the fuck is Donald Trump doing? He makes no sense ever. And you're just like, oh, Biden needs to get his shit together. Like he fucking has. He's a he's a well-meaning man, but he doesn't have a good memory. What the fuck is Donald Trump ever saying that is even comparable? Comparable? He hates who they hate. I I don't understand anything Trump ever says. He never makes... You're going to change the name of Pennsylvania? What the fuck are you talking about? What are you saying? Nothing you're saying is making any fucking sense. So, for all of these... And I think the intelligence level is honestly the reason. And that's fucked up to say maybe. But I, I, I can't think of any other reason of why these fucking dumb morons after everything he said after everything he's done after every time he's been proven as a goddamn liar with zero evidence backing anything he says that they still just say i don't give a fuck i still he's my guy and they talk like that too but (laughs) i just don't i cannot i cannot get it i cannot get it Mm. doing some research for the topic today and and adolf hitler and just hearing these 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 stories about how motivating his speeches were and the way that he talked could just incite crowds to just lose their shit. I'm just like that. That is incredible. Like I, I, I like imagine being in that place and just being able to understand it for one, but just like to feel the energy that these people are feeding off of this person. Donald Trump just gets up there and goes, I could just go like this and blow Biden right over. And people lose their minds over that? Mm. Uh, I mean, I think there is a part of his um, base that hears him speak and they... Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's there, like, there is a... There, right, there, there is a, There is a portion. <laughs> I mean, there is a probably plurality, which is like if you were to break... A plurality means it's like nobody has... Nothing has... No part has mm-hmm. a majority, 50% majority, but like... There's like five different parts. Okay. And they're all broken up into like 15%, 20%, sure. 25%, 30%. So like the largest percentage, not like a majority, yeah, not yeah. like a 50% majority, but like the plurality mm-hmm. probably are like low information, low educated mm-hmm. individuals who uh, hear him speak and they. He speaks like us. Yeah, I mean, he does. I You hear people say that in yeah. focus groups or at exit polls yeah. at rallies. They get interviewed at rallies. He yeah. speaks like us. He make he he speaks like us, and he speaks like we do, and uh, we like that about him. Mm-hmm. I, there is something to that. Um, I think there are a lot of people who um, hear what he's... Here's what he... Here's... Here they, they... The words that he says goes into their ears mm-hmm. and then there and something happens in their brain where the messaging is way more important because it, it i think to them either it's he hates who we hate mm-hmm. or they truly believe mm-hmm. that he is 
trying to uh he loves this country he's trying to bring this country oh shit he's trying Jake. to bring this country back yeah so i think there's like Maybe there's, there's, there's no a real there's a Hitler. real nationalistic yes uh there's a real nation. Yeah. So there's a real scapegoating. Yeah. So like they, they, they hear the jumbled word salad and whatever, but the messaging, the underlying messaging, the underlying themes of what he's saying resonates with a lot of people. So I think they hear it and they're like, Oh, I don't like some of the stuff he says, but he is, he does love this country and he is trying to make this country better. And for that, he has my vote. Mm. Um, and there's a, I mean, if you want to also track the rise in conspiracy theories, the rise in the, uh, the belief that there is these these hidden actors pulling mm-hmm. the strings, so you can't really trust anything else that's being said. So therefore, when someone like, hey, he said this, and then you show them proof, he said this two years ago, and they're like, oh, so I, someone doctored that. Oh, that's from the deep state. Mm-hmm. Oh, Taylor Swift is working as a defense well uh, psyop to get the vote out for biden they're yeah. gonna rig the super bowl like there are so many people who feel like they are <laughs> no longer in control of their lives around them they're no longer the, the the world is being played at a game above them yeah and somehow so they've trump has told them i'm going to go f- i'm going to be the one to fix that for yeah, you at that table and so they believe in this reality because most of them don't i mean most people do not leave the hometown in which they grew up in right. so they're they're the scope and scale and the the of their of their world is so so yeah. narrow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so of course they're gonna <clears throat> people are going to be uh, real susceptible to those kind of uh, nativist uh, mm. isolationist because, isolationist for be- sure because um like us first because they don't see the value in in NATO. Like what <laughs> is NATO to them? It's some abstract. It's not some, even real. It's some ab. <laughs> it's some abstract. Uh, concept about collective security and how we need to protect these countries and yeah we're spending all of this money to protect these other countries when blah 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 like so i get that they don't i mean i i understand how he has captivated so many people yeah because he gets to the same themes of national pride and otherization mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who don't initially like the otherization language yeah but they ignore it because they at the at the base level they're very nationalistic they have a lot of national pride yeah. and they associate his america first rhetoric with mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay we'll just we can we'll ignore or we'll explain away the racist scapegoating mm-hmm. because at the end of the day if america succeeds then we're all going to be fine. I don't understand the nationalist ideas if you're bowing to Putin constantly. Uh, yeah, that that's uh, that's one I can't. I How can't can you look to that guy and be like that guy is for America after saying the things that he has said and doing the things he has done? Uh, I think in the modern, I think the love affair with Putin on yeah. someone on a lot of the right right now is yeah. that. They see them. They associate. That's where this mask, this weird masculinity mm. thing comes into. And this is why fascist. This is like one of the reasons why also like what is like a har- hallmark of fascism mm-hmm. is this overemphasis of like alpha male, yeah. high like masculinity, Machismo. gender, yeah. like rigid 
gender identity. Mm-hmm. I am a man and you yeah. are the woman and we yeah. have to find gender roles and I have to be the peak male. And, uh, and I think there is this there throughout weave th- through a lot of these narrative themes is <clears> this, the left are a bunch of pussies. They're a bunch of beta males. Mm-hmm. They're not strong enough to stand up and defend the United States. I have. We have to get back to this idea of strong male masculinity. Mm-hmm. Make America great again. And I think they see strong men who, and then by and by that, but and by extension, democracy and coming to compromises is weak. It's weak, weak, right? Yeah. Whereas strong man, I am like Putin. He rules with an iron. You hear, you see Donald Trump has echoed this. Xi Jinping. Yeah. Kim Jong-un. Putin. They rule their, like they control their populace through strength. And he relishes that. And I think he's jealous of that because I think he wishes he, he had that do kind it. of control. Yeah, yeah. So there's this belief that somehow Putin is this exemplarily exemplary leader because he because he exhibits those strong masculine hmm. traits. Okay. And so I think that's where that comes. I think that's how that intersects with this national pride. Did you read about El Salvador's president at all? <clears throat> uh I mean he he's like the he's that super young yeah. dictator. Yeah. Road the, uh, he jailed one percent of their population. He just started throwing people in jail, yeah. and the thing is, is that people loved him for it. I know it, I know it. But the crime and the murder rates were just insane. It, and they all they plummeted. Yeah, yeah, they plummeted. Even though like there's no due process, none. there's none. The the media, children without parents. There's there's no uh, independent media anymore. Yeah, um, he's basically completely eroded all independent institutions mm-hmm. it's the entire government is is um is uh centralized yeah centralized yeah and it, it's and it's insulated around him yeah and yes there is more security but there's no liberty yeah so but i can see why the population is willing to shed that yeah if you don't feel safe in your own home what the, what good is democracy going to do for right. you right right that's a good um, point so I think the, one of the re- reasons why democracy is seen as such a weak alternative is because I think a lot of people, either rightfully or wrongfully, don't feel safe. Yeah, I think there's a real belief that there is that we're not. It's like the world is just not safe right now. Their yeah. world is not safe right now. Yeah. all these people are coming across the border. Mm-hmm. You've got all <laughs> of these anti, you got all these Antifa people, or everybody's breaking in. There's no control. Anybody can rob anybody, and the cops won't do anything. There's no punishments. Yeah, so like what is what Consequences. is Yeah, and so what is democracy doing for anybody? Right. If you're like young people and the in the shit that you care about if you're a young person what like you just see like all of these different freedoms going away. Like you see abortion rights go away. Yeah. Or uh you 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 mm, see yeah. um Police brutality, not like nothing's happening on police brutality. Voting restrictions. Yeah, you don't see things that are like you don't the things you care about aren't going into effect. People keep telling you, well, you just got to wait your turn. Yeah. And then so it's like, well, what is a good point? What does democracy do? What does democracy do for me? Right. Like, honestly, I I I get Mm. why people get fed up with the process. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's because we're so much. There's so much. I think. The gridlock creates apathy, which then apathy yes, creates yes. the um, this 
need to find a different solution, a more immediate solution extreme. to a more extreme solution to yeah. problems that are real, but the problems are exacer- like exaggerated by this hyper-partisanship yeah. in a dem- democratic system. Yeah. So the only way to, I think, break this authoritative fervor on both sides, it's far more on the right side, but there are a lot of people on sure. the left who want to shed a lot of shed a lot of uh the democratic norms it's really just like this block of centrism right now Mm -hmm. uh that's kind of holding this shit together it's terrifying and um, it's fucking terrifying yeah it's like all of us are like are we the crazy ones yes like no 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 no. we're not the crazy ones i feel like i'm the crazy one dude i feel like that for sure so uh um i'm an old man so i i i so the only way to break this authoritarian fervor is to get shit done to yeah. actually deliver on the promises of uh of well liberté egalité and fraternité if to, to quote the french revolution the the ideals of, of mm-hmm. french democracy or uh the words enshrined in the declaration of independence you mm-hmm. know all, uh, all men are created equal and um so it's it's uh you know it's it's a slow process and trying to keep people patient uh, is hard under good times, and then when you're talking about the amount of gridlock we've had for seemingly 12 years, yeah, I would say that the the, the downward decline of this country really began when Mitch McConnell Harambe <laughs> won. <laughs> but when Mitch McConnell looked into the eye, like looked into the camera and said, "It is our job to to make." Uh, in 2009, he said he looked right into a camera and said, "It is our job to make Barack Obama a one-term president." Yeah. That's essentially, I think, was the beginning of the decline of our yeah. of our democratic system. Why do you system. think so? Because it just what is his job as the Senate Majority Leader mm-hmm. to work across the aisle to come to come to a compromise? Mm-hmm. Look, I think there's an I think there is an understanding, yeah, that in a democratic process you're not going to get everything you want all of the time, right? But there's a, still an expectation that stuff gets done. Yeah. And the fact that the House of Representatives, which generally, which generally per term, mm-hmm. uh, will pass or vote, like will pass all sorts of different random stuff, but over 200 bills, mm-hmm. law, like will vote, will pass over 200 different ballot measures, different things like that. Uh, they've passed 27, and one of them was to impeach. Yeah. The Department of Homeland Security, Security yeah. be, uh, the head of Department of Homeland Security, not because he committed any crimes, just because they think he's doing a bad job. Right. Which is bullshit. You can't impo- you can't impeach somebody unless they've committed a high crime or misdemeanor. Mm-hmm. And there's no, they don't have any evidence, evidence of a crime. Yeah. And they even admit that there's no evidence of a crime. <laughs> but they impeached him anyway to yeah. send some sort of political message. Because wasn't there like a... Uh, Democratic, a Democrat representative in the hospital? Well, they tried that. Oh. So the first time they tried to vote. Yeah. Um, there, There's because the way the House is made up right now, there's three Republic. There was three Republican vacancies because Santos mm-hmm. uh, got expelled. Um, Scal- uh, S- McCarthy left. Yeah. Another, another Republican, I can't remember from Ohio, he left. <clears throat> and so there was three vacancies. Steve Scalise, who's from Louisiana, he couldn't. Uh, he's he's a Republican. He was 
going through cancer treatment, so he wasn't on the floor. Mm-hmm. So they the the whips when the Republican whip went around, thought they had enough votes if they waited for Al Green from Texas, who's a Democrat, mm-hmm. to go into emergency surgery. So they timed the vote thinking that he was going to be in surgery. He got out of surgery, saw the news that they were getting ready for that vote, ordered an Uber, drove to the Capitol, ran into the Capitol building, still in his nursing, in his gown, to cast a vote to not impeach. impeach. And that ended up making it 214 to 214. Now, the the House rules on impeachment, if it's it's tied, it cannot go before a vote again. Yeah. One of the one of the Republicans uh, who voted to impeach <clears throat> saw the tie, knew the rules, changed his vote to not <gasps> to no to make it so that they so could fail so they could go to a vote again. They brought Steve Scalise out of cancer treatment to then be the tiebreaker. So then they ended up ramming it through. Jesus, dude. So that's the state of our democracy. Yeah. Right now. No wonder people are like apathetic. What's the what are the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Games. Let's go back to 1923 for a little bit. <coughs> November. What a beautiful day in Germany it was. I'm sure it was uh, lovely. <laughs> it was a balmy fall day. Uh, it's a great day in for Bohe- some beer, in, I'll tell you in that. Bohemia. <laughs> so, go ahead. I uh, you you did re- you did the research. You did too? I've been talking. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've been talking like crazy. So you go beer ahead. hall, the beer hall putsch, putsch. So, I don't know where to start. November nineteen twenty three, Hitler and his associates had a plot to seize power of the Bavarian state government and thereby launch a larger revolution against the Weimar Republic by kidnapping <laughs> Gustav von Kahr. Yeah. Yeah. He was the head of the Bavarian government. Yes. And two other conservative politicians. So Hitler and was it a few thousand? I think uh, it was a few thousand brown yeah. shirts, brown um, shirts, which were like the beginning of the the. Like, it was Nazi, a workers group that he renamed over to. So it was the German initially it was the German workers. Party. That's right. Yep. And then he rebrand when he became head of the party, which. The German Workers' Party was a fringe right-wing group in the German uh, Reichstag. Yeah. Uh, who, because you have to remember, right? So after 1919, after the, after the end, <sighs> World War One yeah. ended, uh, it Germany was a monarchy. Uh, yeah. Kaiser Wilhelm abdicated the throne and basically was like, all right, everybody, here's your mess. I'm leaving. Yeah. And he like, oh, really? left the country. Okay. Um, and he basically left uh, a bunch of people holding the bag, figuring yeah. out what the fuck we're going to do. So attempts of do- democracy. So there was like there it, basically everybody just fractured into different factions. Yeah. You had a bunch of uh, um, people who you had a bunch of far right wing people who were mad uh, about Germany being embarrassed in the war. They were looking for scapegoats. Jews. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had communists, <laughs> centrists, social democrats. You had basically all of these different parties. The, the Reichstag had 458 seats. Uh, anybody who won one seat in the Reichstag, which mm-hmm. was the Parliament of Germany, had a voice in um, uh, in the Reichstag. It had a voice in policy and passing laws, which made it very, very difficult to uh, form a uh, 
a majority party. So you mm-hmm. had to like form coalitions, which then ended up people centrist parties in order to get the necessary amount of seats. Mm-hmm. Like so, say like a centrist party, like a more pro democracy right. party, ne- needed to get. They only had like twenty or twenty five percent of the seats, so they needed to go to these other parties to form a coalition government. Mm. So they start bringing in these more radical fringe groups oh, into their coalition, gotcha. which then promotes those groups, uh, which then gives those groups one validity yeah and then more power because yes. now they're all of a sudden they're in this coalition group that mm-hmm. then has the majority of, of but votes. made up of those fringe extreme but made up groups. of those a lot of those fringe groups yeah. the german workers party which was a far right group uh was having a hard time getting members they had mm-hmm. a very they only had a few seats coming out of bavaria yeah which is which is where they were located um so they re- Hitler rebranded them the Nationalist uh, Socialist Workers Party mm-hmm. in an attempt to try to get more working class people in Germany to come to their Join cause. Join the party. Okay, because that their, makes sense. Their main their main platform was uh, expand Germany out of its borders right. to bring back f- the former glory of, right. of Germany uh, and to basically blame the Jews. Yeah, and but then they're like, oh, we need to get working people in there so we're going to call it the national socialist workers party uh to try to be like oh we're you know for the um, germany first we're going to work uh we're going to you know try to build this thing from the ground up kind of thing so anyway november 8th 1923 first of all hitler is only 34 and he just got out of the world war in 1923 because he served with the austria-hungarian army that is wild a 34 year old so so he marches. Um, Hitler took, uh, I guess, hundreds, hundreds of. They all f- split over the thousands, split in different areas of the city, mm-hmm. trying to capture um, government buildings at this, like a a coordinated effort to then say that they overthrew the government. Mm-hmm. It was the idea here. Yeah. So November eighth, nineteen twenty three, Hitler took hundreds of his followers and surrounded the beer hall that evening. Um, the Nazi. Uh, Hitler and about 20 of his associates burst into the hall and Hitler, they say he stood up on a table or a chair and uh, fired a shot into the ceiling and declared a national revolution. He tells everybody in the beer hall that they're surrounded. There's nothing they can do. There's mass overthrow of the government. He's lying. None of this is happening. The the coordinated effort is not as coordinated yeah or successful it was as, very regional to, yeah to just a few spots in bavaria right yeah. and he is going off and telling all these people that there's this revolution and that um they are taking over and this is all happening and he's trying to get people to agree to side with him and to join the cause of the revolution mm-hmm. at the at this time um so uh i don't remember the names of the leaders do you off the top of my head, okay. Um, so let me see. Uh, it's it's von it's von Carr and two colleagues were herded into a back room while one of Hitler's associates telephoned Ludendorff. Now Ludendorff was at another location. So, yeah, Ludendorff uh, was a a very popular general from World War One. Yes, who yep. um, was very critical of German politicians because he said that German politicians, the reason why Germany lost the war is because they were stabbed in the back by Germans pol- mm-hmm. Germany's politicians. So he was out there really uh, as a kind of 
as an ally to uh, Hitler's cause. He became very sympathetic to Hitler's cause. Right. So Ludendorff was out there trying to gin up a bunch of support amongst the ex-military types right. in Bavaria. Right. Uh, and so he was um, he was kind of like the public face in the uh, to what... Because Hitler was not well known. He was not well known. And what he was known for, people saw him as an instigator. Mm, Berlin, right, right. Berlin had ordered the Bavarian government to try to put a muzzle on him mm-hmm. to limit his uh, his public appearances. Yeah. And the Bavarian government, which was already being uh, uh, already having a lot of difficulty keeping its government, its its local government, because Bavaria was like a state within Germany. Mm-hmm. So Bavaria, was, the, the Bavarian provincial government was having a hard time keeping the far right fringe groups, which were pissed as hell at Berlin for capitulating under the Treaty of Versailles. Mm-hmm. So they were um, Bavaria was already having a hard time trying to just not keep the far right groups from overthrowing the Bavarian government. All these different far right groups. Yeah. So they uh, they reached a deal with Hitler saying, hey, if you don't try to form a coup, <laughs> we'll give you more public access. We'll yeah. give you more like, you know, more power. We'll give you more like just don't overthrow us. Right. Well, then two days later, after they reached that agreement with Von Karr. Yeah. Hitler shows up at his beer hall rally. Yes. And overthrows him. And he's looking for Von Karr, and he's looking for... There's two other conservative politicians, if you will. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was all inspired by Mussolini's um, March on Rome in October of 1922. So he gets in there, makes all these allegations of the overthrow. He gets Von Karr and the other two politicians that he's looking for and essentially they're you know uh ludendorff comes and he convinces the three barbarian leaders to give in to hitler's demands for the march on berlin and he also you know he's he's asking he's telling them like you're gonna you you approve of this like at least acknowledge that you recognize what we're doing and that you you are quote siding with us yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, uh announce your allegiance to what we're doing so then hitler goes and leaves that beer hall that night, later that night, to deal with crises other elsewhere in the city. And his followers were supposed to take other government buildings throughout Munich, but their attempts were largely foiled by the city's military troops. Meanwhile, Ludendorff had allowed von Karr and the other leaders to leave the beer hall after Hitler's departure. And by the next morning, the pooch had the pooch 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 uh, putch. Putch had fizzled. So these these three politicians who had announced their allegiance immediately leave and then say. No, we do not support you. We need to stop him. Mm-hmm. And they do. Ludendorff uh, attempted to salvage the situation by calling on Hitler's followers for a spontaneous... Oh, dude, the the firefight that broke out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, calling on Hitler's followers for a spontaneous march on the city center. He led about 2,500 to 3,000 supporters in the direction of the Bavarian de- Defense Ministry. On the way, the marchers were blocked by a group of state police officers who were instructed not to let them pass and not to let them through there was two like waves of officers i know through the first wave they got through pretty easily but it was the second group um the two groups they you know it's always these situations where nobody knows who fired the first shot but somebody did so then the two groups exchanged fire four police officers were killed along with 16 nazis Hitler he dislocated his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, he was locked arms with one of his lieutenants. Yeah, and his lieutenant he got, got shot. shot yeah, and he dropped. It dislocated. He got him. shot through the lung. Um, dislocated his shoulder. He crawled along the pavement and was taken away in a waiting car, leaving his comrades behind. Um, and I think it was two days later he was arrested. He wouldn't hid in his friend's attic. That's right. That's and apparently right. nobody can confirm this, but apparently he commit he he had he 
highly con- contemplated suicide. Really? To try to keep to because he didn't know what was going to happen. The consequences. Yeah. I mean, there was a massive shootout. Mm-hmm. Of course, I mean, he, he tried was... to over. He he took by gunpoint. Yeah. Uh, the head of the Bavarian government. Yeah. Tried to form a coup mm-hmm. against the entire because his his idea was I want to get the Bavarian military and police on my side. Yes. And then we're going to go march on Berlin. Yep. So he already knew he was in the sh- he was like on the outs with Berlin. Berlin didn't already didn't like him. He could only exist in Bavaria because it was already f- very far right and sympathetic to him. So he thought he was going to be killed. So yeah. he was like, oh, I'm just going to kill myself. Interesting. If only he had. Yeah. Uh, so there's some there's some uh, you want to get to the 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 um, trial and how that worked but i i want to point out the aftermath of this is pretty interesting so there was a split between hitler and ludendorff because the general was considered uh hitler a coward for sneaking away um and hitler decided that the that armed revolution was not the way to obtain power in weimar germany and that's when you see because of a unsuccessful coup him changing his approach to rising through the ranks through the ways of politic mm-hmm. yeah I changing mean, his approach changing his strategy to overthrow the government mm-hmm. through the means in which it already operates the politics of it yeah absolutely uh i mean it, it ludendorff uh probably had a point because ludendorff stopped ludendorff got the shooting to stop because he went and stood between both groups mm-hmm. and and dared the police to shoot such a public Figure. Uh, war hero yeah because ludendorff was still highly even though he was seen as a didn't agitator. he say he said something like i'm not going to have soldiers shooting other like vets and mm-hmm. sh- soldiers so stop yeah that's right yeah, yeah i remember that so i get him I like kind of like right it's it's always uh it's always the the people who are supposed to be the strongest or the always end up being the weaklings right? yeah hitler yeah trying to pretend this charismatic like, character runs and hides in an attic he, booked, he goes and books booked uh books it yeah um at least all of his all of his minions that he drug out there yeah. like who believed in him he leaves them to suffer the consequences oh while he just interesting jets on out of town mm, okay so in this trial so eventually i so he's arrested yep. he's uh he goes to he goes to trial in bavaria so it's interesting how the politics of this work mm-hmm um berlin wanted to try him in berlin like mm-hmm. the, the the national government of uh of germany wanted to try him in berlin under the national supreme court mm-hmm. uh which would have rendered him a like a traitor and probably hung his ass right uh but bavaria um instituted uh provincial emergency powers and said mm. we're going to handle the trial here wow. and so that's how it, it ended up staying regional mm-hmm. and he got a judge he got judges who were very sympathetic to yeah him. uh did you want to talk yeah about so that? i mean they allowed him to um I, there was like a they the judges let him uh, there was so the defense got to decide i can't remember what it was like how public or how much or what was released publicly and they're all they let almost everything that hitler said be released publicly because while he was up there, they allowed him to just grandstand and just go off on all of his ideas and thoughts. Enough, cap. It was so captivating, apparently, that it moved one of the judges to. I can't remember what he called him, but he said something like praising him. Yeah, and there's a lot of people who, even if they just dis- like most of the most of the people who were prosecuting him, 
really just believe that he was, uh, you know, he wasn't a bad person. He was just ideologically misinformed, mm. but he had Germany's best interests at heart. Yeah. Where have we heard that before? Yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, it says that where he talked. He was reportedly talked out of committing suicide in the attic. Jesus. Mm-hmm. If only, man. Um. So, sorry. Go ahead. Uh. No. I, so he ends up getting uh, a very light prison sentence. Yeah. And he goes to the lowest security type prison that Germany had to offer. Really? I forget what it was called, but essentially allows guests to come in. You essentially live in luxury. Yeah. Um, he said he had a ton of visitors. Um. That's where he writes Mein Kampf. Right. Yep. Um. Bu- 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 yeah. He was allowed to receive visitors as well as fan mail from admirers. And I mean, the entire time he's he's getting his words out there through his surrogates. Mm-hmm. He's become a, a a national hero because during this time while he's in prison, Germany continues to send into chaos because of the economic sanctions and the and the national embarrassment that was the Treaty of Versailles. I mean, Fr- uh, Germany uh, was economically and militarily gutted mm-hmm. after World War One, right? Because the French and the British. The, the sanctions they put on them, the, the punishments that they put on Germany. They blamed, they made Germany uh, say we were we were at fault for all of this, right, which is right. just so stupid. But, yeah. I mean, that's that was politics then. That was international politics. International politics, yeah. And uh, so uh, Germany was nationally embarrassed. So you get this you get this very charismatic person talking about the restoration of Germany. We're going to mm-hmm. bring Germany back to its former greatness. Yeah. And... Uh, we're going to do all of these different things. And then underlining it is just like, oh, there's these people called the Jews who uh, who were probably behind all of this. They're the ones behind, yeah. they're the, ones behind the curtain pulling mm-hmm. the strings. They're that, not suffering like the Germans exactly. so have it's, been. So it's, it's, uh, you get nationalism. Yeah. Uh, you get this fear. Uh, like, uh, and then you get, the, you get nationalism. And then this otherization, mm-hmm. and then this these conspiracy theories about how there are these dark actors working behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Man, I wonder. It feels like we hear a lot of the same rhetoric yeah. coming from our politicians. On Ten a years side later, of the aisle right now, from that beer hall, Putsch, Putsch, mm-hmm. Putsch. Yeah, he was elected chancellor of Germany. Ten years later, with only thirty percent oh. of the Reichstag. Which really? is what's crazy because because of the way because the way the Reichstag worked, yeah. right? I was saying that earlier. You it didn't take yeah. because there was so much split. Yes. You didn't need much to be the, the All majority you was, party. Yeah. So he was thirty percent the Which pre- was the majority. The wow. Pres- the president at the time yeah. of the Weimar Republic. Because the chancellor so there's in Germany and uh, there's other countries that have this too, because like France has this too. There's a uh, a president and then there is a head of like a head of state, right. like a head of parliament. Sure. And the president uh, is elected, mm-hmm. um, is elected under a separate election. Yeah. And then the head of government, like the head of parliament, is you know basically kind of what our speaker of the house is. Okay. So, um, but it's a little different because it's a parliamentary system, not a presidential system. But they don't. There's no, They're not equal. Mm-hmm. But essentially, with him being chancellor, so like the head of the yeah. parliament, he eventually starts to erode the faith of the president to the point where he then gets emergency powers, suspends government, calls martial law. Yeah. Uh, gets the Reichstag to pass all these emergency measures. And then he basically, um, calls himself essentially, well, emperor. Yeah. And suspends the government. 
uh, and then you now you have the the one party system or the Nationalist Socialist Workers Party or the Nazi Party. Yeah. Um, and there's there's so much other like politics behind sure. it. Sure. But he worked the system. He got yeah. enough people to to uh, capitulate to him. He got enough. He put enough public pressure on people. People who were uh, who thought they could either uh, oh we don't like him, but we can use his popularity mm-hmm. of the populace to ride him to power. Mm-hmm. And, but then once we get to power, we'll use the constraints of government to keep him constrained. Yes, within the buoys. But someone who's that, who's someone who is as power hungry, mm-hmm. who is so hell bent on power for the sake of power to being dom- the, the dominant person, not mm-hmm. sharing power. He had no interest in sharing power. Yeah. He never, never did. Uh, he's never going to settle for anything less. Right. So anything he says, anything he said to these people was, was full of shit. And these people yeah. believed it. And I don't even know if they believed it. Yeah. They just thought that the power of government, these powers of these institutions would be able to constrain him. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen. Like, of course it didn't happen. It's yeah. never, it never happens. You, like it didn't happen with Mussolini. It didn't yeah. happen with uh, Hugo Chavez. It didn't happen with uh, any of these strong men throughout Europe or Central America. Yeah. They they ride through the democratic process. They get people to who think that they can uh, use them as as tools, mm-hmm. and then then they're shocked when that person eats them. Yeah, it's crazy. You can yeah, see, it's the same thing that's happening in the RNC right now, like yeah. the Republican National Committee. Um, I was thinking about this attempt at democracy right after World War II that just crumbles into what becomes the Nazi Party and the leadership under. Hitler and I don't know it just makes me appreciate and value and realize how special democracy in a republic that works for over 200 years what that looks like and how special that is how much work it is how much the kind of people that have to participate in it to make sure that norms are are upheld and then how easy it also could be to crumble it doesn't take long yeah. It takes forever to build and only a few years to tear down. Yeah. Our institutions barely held under his first administration. Yeah. And you already hear what he's ta- what he's starting to say about yeah. what a second term would look like. It, the United States as we know it would cease to end. He's not saying the things like what do you think the meaning of what he's saying is for? Like he's not saying it uh, f- flippantly. He he's saying what he means. And everyone kind of just brushes it off because of fear, because of um, he still he has the nation's best interest at heart. So, yes, while he does say these insane things that are, he can't mean that he wants Russia to invade other countries. He can't mean that because he is for this. His main objective is this country. Why would he ever say something like that? There must be some alternate objective that maybe we just don't see he's playing 3d chess and we just don't get it or he's just a selfish asshole and he means what he says he always means what he says he's yeah. done he, everything he has said he's going to do he's done yeah minus like the actual governing part but yeah. anything he has said he's going to do in terms of uh putting around his insulating power around himself using executive orders extra yeah. constitutional means to achieve his goals He's already said, you know, he's, there's going to be purges in the government. He's going after the disloyal civil servants. He's going to, uh, on day one, he's going to um, be a dictator to yeah. close the border and to drill baby drill, whatever the fuck that means. Um, 
he's going to uh he's he has on true social has truthed out mm-hmm. that we need to suspend certain parts of the constitution he's arguing in court right now that he should have full immunity mm-hmm. from any th- crimes that he's committed while in office yeah all of that sounds like centralizing power insulating power around himself to do to to rid the institutions of any sort of accountability mm-hmm. so that he cannot be held accountable for any of his actions. Yeah. So he, therefore he cannot be removed. Like, I, I think there's legitimate questions that the Supreme court, if, if push came to shove, they may just ignore the 22nd amendment, which is the three, which is the two term limit. Yeah. Really? <clears throat> if you, li- if you read, if you listen to some of their questioning about the 14th amendment issue, yeah. Uh, over the disqualification, mm-hmm. uh, they uh, Kavanaugh and Clarence Thomas and Gorsuch all asked questions, talking about, well, why should we stop? Like, isn't it undemocratic to not allow the people to vote for who they want to vote for? Dear God, it it does the Constitution say? I, I oh. I'm sorry, are we not a constitutional democracy? Yeah, is the Constitution not law? So therefore, we're going to just ignore because there's a portion of the populace that wants to vote for this guy. Therefore, nothing else matters. Like, that's not how this country works. Right. And that's scary as shit that yeah. three Supreme Court justices hold that belief. Yeah. Or at least imply it through their questioning. And two of them he appointed. Yeah. <sighs> well, I feel great after this. Go get some rest. Drink some water. Take tomorrow off. The courts had a shot at holding Hiller accountable, and they didn't do it. Yeah. His the other elected officials had a had chances to hold him accountable, and they didn't do it. You see that starting to play out again yeah. here in the United States, because he's using the uh, he's operating within the system. Well, he's well, and he's using the system as a shield. Yeah. I I am the front runner for the Republican Party, therefore I can't be tried for the crimes I committed. Yeah, it's election interference. So justice takes a seat to politics in his mind. Yeah, he's already trying to he's trying for to him use, for him. Uh, he so he's trying to and he's getting. If it doesn't take everybody to agree with him, it just takes a judge here, a judge there, who are like. Who will entertain that idea? Who yeah. may be sympathetic to some of his, to some of his themes, some of the Dear narratives God. that he wants to push? And you see how he continues to gain more and more momentum and more and more power. Yeah, because all it takes is a few key people in certain situ in certain yep. areas yep. at the right time, who just can find some legal loopholes maneuver yeah. to kind of just. Let him continue to move through, yeah. thinking wrongly that he'll be still constrained by these institutions while he under these institutions at the end of the day are upheld by individuals. Yeah. But what happens when all those individuals who believe in upholding the institutions are no longer there and yeah. they're filled with people who are more loyal to him than they are the institutions? Yeah. Those institutions are gone. Those guardrails are gone. The bulwarks, they're gone. You see how Hiller did it. You see yeah. how we didn't. They didn't hold him accountable in 1923, and ten years later, he becomes the he becomes the sole proprietor of power, the sole yeah. holder of power in Nazi Germany. The United States 
I mean, yes, we have stronger institutions. We've been around for two years. The Weimar Republic is only ten years old, but right. it's, it's not like it can't happen here. Anyway, on that note, I'm gonna go rest my voice. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> the Russians, Chocho, they're coming, and the Americans from the other way, and England, and China, and Africa, and India. The whole world is coming. Help me with this ammo. Terribly, our only friends are the Japanese, and just between you and me, they don't look very Aryan.